Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show, where we celebrate every single day the people who are working so hard to make Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. As you can tell, I feel better. I'm, I'm better. I guess I'm, I'm healed from my little COVID run. Had a, spent about uh, four days in the in the uh, in the uh, bed, uh, and then five days in basically isolation. No one in my family wanted to get close to me. Obviously. And uh, and then went up to spend some time up at the camp, but had a little congestion and whatever. But uh, got up this morning, feel absolutely incredible, ready to head back up to the Mississippi Delta to spend some time with my son uh, Justin. He's he, we're going to spend several days up there. He's in town from New York City, and then we are uh, then then Jordan's going to join us, and my hunting son Jake Carter is going to be joining us, and uh, have other friends that are they're going to be there, but it's. Great time of the year, man. Whether you whether you enjoy hunting or fishing or just you know getting outside, nice cool air outside, just a wonderful time of the year. I actually posted, got up this morning, and posted a a picture of the reflection of our Christmas tree in the window with the with Back Bay in the background, and just said it's that time of the year. It really is just a beautiful time of the year. Um, have a series series of excellent shows coming up over the next week or two. So um, I'm really excited about that. We've had a we've had a, a string of just wonderful shows. I spent some time with my friend Jim Asher, Pulitzer Prize winner, who uh, came to help us after Hurricane Katrina for Knight Ritter. He went on to have a stellar career in journalism, and he and I had a terrific conversation about the state of media today. Unfortunately, the conversation was good, but the subject matter, unfortunately, is not good because media is in a real state of disarray these days a lot of biased media etc it breaks the breaks my heart coming from a an area where objective journalism sort of defined my career and uh and it also defined my friend jim asher if you if you actually missed that conversation you can go to super talk youtube page or to the super talk mississippi facebook page the super talk gulf coast facebook page or the, the ricky matthews show facebook page and uh, give it a listen I had my friend Sonny Schindler back. I had uh, Robbie Robbie D'Angelo is actually coming up. We're going to talk about uh, the uh, the you know how to get right physically and mentally in the new year. We, I always enjoy when Robbie joins us. I had a wonderful conversation with Judy Young, the executive director of Coastal Mississippi Tourism. And for regular listeners, you know this. That was a, a big issue for me, as there was way too much dabbling going on in the Coastal Mississippi effort, but with good leadership. And uh, and other efforts behind the scenes, I think we've turned a corner on that. We're moving in the right direction, and I'm excited about that. In fact, I've said this before. I believe there have been changes on the Harrison County Board of Supervisors, you know, from from a uh, political point of view, as a result of some actions that were taken during the Coastal Mississippi tourism effort. In fact, my next guest, who's going to be joining me in just a few minutes, uh, is one of the newly elected supervisors. But we'll come back to that in just a second. I had my friend Dave Dennis. Always enjoy catching up with Dave. Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com of the Times-Picayune. He'll be joining us again on Friday. We have him every single Friday to talk about the Saints 
what a dynamic season it has been. In fact, I told Kyle, I actually called Kyle from the Mississippi Delta uh, just before the game Sunday and told him he's got to do a great job of playing music in the Superdome. I said this before, that when the music is, is great, they win. When they have a bad game plan, they lose. Kyle played great music, <clears throat> and the, the Saints had one of their best games yet. I can't wait to see if they've, they're building some momentum. We will soon see Thursday night if uh, the Saints have, have actually turned a corner or not. One quick quote to share with you. I was on the phone this morning with my friend Chris Gurris. He's uh, an entrepreneur doing incredible work. He, Ashley Edwards, who used to be the, the CEO for the Gulf Coast Business Council, works closely with Chris these days. They have all kinds of stuff going on. But Chris is uh, an entrepreneur, and he understands this next quote from Steven Stilberg. It said this, all good ideas start out as bad ideas. That's why it takes so long. And I agree with that. I mean, some, you know, some, some of the best entrepreneurs had an idea, and people looked at it and said, man, there's no way you're going to be able to make that work. And then they went on to do amazing things. I mean, if anybody understands that, Steven Spielberg understands that. He revolutionized movie making in Hollywood. That, that is for sure. But that's a good one to think about. You know, too often we're, we're focused on uh, <clears throat> criticizing others when they might have a bad idea, what you think is a bad idea. And then they go and make it happen, and they, they blow you away with how much success they had. Um, you can learn from people like that. I mean, it pays to take risk in this world. That is for sure. Okay, let's turn the page now and move over to my friend Nathan Barrett, who is a currently a city council member for Ward 7 in, in Biloxi. And he's the newly elected uh, Board of Supervisors uh, supervisor, and we're excited to have him join me today. How you doing, Nathan? Doing good. Thanks for having me. And I'm pr I'm proud to have you, man, from right here at the uh, Citizens Bank Studios, something that I'm excited about having Citizens Bank as a primary sponsor. You can see I have my Matthews Outdoors uh, thing on. Uh, it, when I came into the studio this morning, it's kind of chilly, so I grabbed the nearest, uh, the nearest uh, warm piece of clothing I could find. And, uh, and uh, you know, I'm finally warm, I might add. But it was cold in here this morning. How you doing? How's life doing for you? Well. Doing yeah. great. Doing great. Thank you. So, man, you've been busy. We're going to talk about a lot. you got a wonderful family, a couple of kids. Um, I joked with him that he's got white, a white uh, couch in the background. He's got a beautiful designed house I can see in the background. His kids are college age, though, but that'd never, that'd never go if, it, if they were a little bit younger. Uh, he, uh, his wife is, uh, is a longtime education leader. She's actually a member of the, of the State Board of Education. Again, I mentioned he's got two kids. They live in the wool market community, and uh, he's got a consulting business. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. But, you know, Nathan, it's, we're lucky to live in, on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, aren't we, my friend? We are. You know, I, um, I, I, one of the things I do, we were talking earlier about hunting. I, my thing is traveling, and uh, I travel all over the world, and there's no place I'd rather live than right here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. It's good to go other places and visit. But um, there's no place like home, and we are we're truly blessed to live here. I say I say this a lot, and let me let me I'm going to find a quote that I found the other day that I thought was terrific. Um, I say this a lot. It's it's interesting about the people that I talk to on this show, and this doesn't apply to every single one of them. But if you think about over 900 conversations I've had since I started this show nearly four years ago, the the vast majority I say 90 percent better have had experience outside of Mississippi. They've traveled outside of Mississippi. They've gained perspective. When they come back, they, they, they work their way from this 
from Mississippi and came back, or they traveled a lot to gain perspective about how special this was. Now, look, they didn't have to travel to learn to know how special Mississippi was, but by going out and getting that perspective, it helped kind of crystallize the special place that we live in. And this is a, a quote from the anthropologist Margaret Mead, and, um, and I have a history that I get every morning with celebrating her birthday, which is back in 1901. But she said this, the traveler who has once been from home is wiser than he who has never left his own doorstep. And so she, what she's saying is that if you just get away one time outside the state and get a good experience and then come back, it, uh, it has a way of uh, giving you perspective. But what I, what I hear mostly, Nathan, I'd be interested to hear your point of view about this, but what we have learned, what we have in the heart and soul of Mississippians, that's, that's our secret sauce. That's why travelers come here. That's why we get so many visitors. That's why we're able to bounce back after ma- major disasters. Uh, when, when the going gets tough, politics kind of go to the wayside and we help our neighbor. And there's something about that that people see. And that's what makes this place so special. That's sort of the, the theme of what I hear people say. Yeah, you're right. And speaking of politics, at the end of the day, especially here on the coast, we're way more, even though there's different viewpoints and stuff, most people are way more alike than we are different. And I think instead of like Ronald Reagan said, someone that you're that that doesn't agree with you 20 percent of the time is not your friend, your enemy. They're your friend. Um, and I believe that for the most part, um, on the, the majority of the people here on the Gulf Coast are just just great uh, salt of the earth people that will do anything for their neighbor. And, um, you know, we're resilient people. And that's evident by all the stuff we've went through here on the coast. And uh, we all, we always do bounce back. Yeah, we have we are we are incredibly resilient. That is for sure. So, where did you grow up? I grew up in Ocean Springs. Uh, graduated from Ocean Springs and moved to uh, Biloxi right after I graduated. I actually my parents moved here before me. I stayed um, to finish my senior year in high school, and um, my dad had to move over here for a job. And so I've lived here all of my adult life. That's that's, that's good. And like me and so many others, you went to Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, which uh, for people who have not heard me talk about this, Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College leads in so many many categories in Mississippi. (coughs) Mississippi, I mean, mean, almost religiously has one of the top community college systems in the entire country. So if if, uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College leads in Mississippi, that means that they're one of the best community college systems in the entire country. And that that is that is that's on paper. That's not just a subjective view. That is that is for real. Boy, it prepared you well for your education at Southern Miss, didn't it? Yes, sir. And you know, visiting those campuses now, it's it's a it's a completely different world. It's like walking onto, especially when you go to the Perkinston campus. It's, it's like walking onto a, a major college campus. Almost. It it is. In fact, we'll talk a little bit more about that. And uh, you know, formative years for both of us as we got a community college education and then went on to Southern Miss and kind of the rest is history for both of us. So we'll hear more about your history when we come back from the break and we continue our conversation with uh, Nathan Barrett. We'll see you after this.
passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank studio. Uh, we have Nathan Barrett with us today, someone I've been really looking forward to getting to know better. We've been communicating for quite a long time, and um, I was uh, pleased to see that he was elected uh, the new supervisor for Harrison County, one of the two new supervisors for Harrison County. He is currently on the uh, Biloxi City Council, and we'll talk about all those things here in just a second. But went to break, we're talking about Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. We both went there, and we both went to Southern Southern Miss. When I, I went to paramedic school, Nathan, right out of high school, and then was in pre-med for a period of time at Southern. And then I changed my major. I decided that death and dying wasn't for me. I saw a lot of it at a young age. And uh, went on to, to get an MBA from Southern Miss. But you know, the, the path took me back to Gulf Coast Community College and then to Southern Miss. And I went on to do an internship at the Sun-Herald, finished my MBA. And the rest was kind of history. I stayed at the Sun-Herald for 27 years, becoming its president and publisher in 2001. But, uh, I mean, I, I look back at my time at, at, at uh, Gulf Coast Community College as some of the most important times of my life. And, um, we're, I mean, we're lucky to have them. I mean, you think about this, that the, the way that you said the way these campuses change, it looks like a, you know, a full four-year university. I think you're right, man. The, the leadership there thinks so strategically. And what they've done is, if you think about Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, more than 50% of their students today are in non-traditional education. I mean, they're, they're doing diesel mechanic school, and some of these diesel mechanic uh, possessions, incidentally, you make over six figures coming right out of the two-year uh, two uh, training that they do. But they've been in touch with the business community. They're, they're, they're really kind of uh, teaching the kind of skills, the current skills that that business and industry need in coastal Mississippi. I mean, they're a best practice for our nation. And I know that you've had a lot of time to think about that, but the truth is they've done a great job strategically, haven't they? They have. And, you know, and it covers the whole entire coast, basically. You have the, the Jackson County campus, the Harrison County campus, and then the, um, the Perkinston campus. And so anyone that lives on the coast has, can, attend, can attend Mississippi Gulf Coast College, um, Community College and and they had they've just improved greatly and they're even the the coast campuses i know the main campus is in perkinston but the coast campuses they're always making improvements bringing in new programs and for those that um that don't have the opportunity to go off for their first two years or for looking to get into a trade it's a great avenue to to have and um we're, we're really blessed and not just mississippi gulf coast the community college system in all of our state, you know, we have several others that are relatively close to us as well. And um, it's a, it's a great affordable uh, education for those that, that, you know, don't go off to the four-year college, especially the first two years. Yeah, that, that, that's for sure. So you went on to Southern Miss, you're, you're kind of entrepreneurial today because with your own consulting firm, but what did, when you got out of, you got out of Southern Miss, what was your, what did you do for the majority of that time after that? Well, I, I actually I was a mortgage broker until the uh, the the mortgage industry crashed in the early two thousands, and then um, I, I had always been involved in, in my church. I, I became a youth pastor, and uh, eventually I got I went back to school, got my ministerial license. 
became, I was a youth pastor, became the assistant pastor. And then life sort of took some turns. And um, I, I started uh, multiple businesses. I started another business as well, which I've now sold, uh, just got to be too much. And then I got elected to Biloxi City Council in 2017. And so I had to reevaluate some things and, and my kids were starting to get older and I wanted to be able to spend some more time with them. So um, I, I left the ministry as far as being full-time in it uh, in 2018. I was doing about three or four different things. And, um, and then 2018, we ended up opening this consulting firm. And at, um, that same year, we sold another business that I owned. Um, I owned a supplement company that, that um, we shipped. It was an online company. We shipped to 50 states and 17 different countries. And um, we sold that in 2018. So now I'm into uh, being involved locally on the um, political level and then uh, my, my consulting firm. And that's it. And, and a father and husband. <laughs> good, good for you. Hey, did you always, I know you, if, you know, I study you a little bit. You spend a lot of time volunteering your, your time. I always felt like that was really important that, that when, when a person engages in the trenches and gives back to the community, it gives them a, a sense of the community, it gives them a, a, a sense of where the needs are. And it makes them a better leader in the community, it makes them a better business person, makes them a better father, to be honest with you, because you can understand what the needs are in a community. And, uh, and I think that's really important. Uh, where did that come from? Where did this service thing come from? You know, it, it's from my parents. My parents have always been the type of, uh, of people that would do anything to help anyone. And um, my father was a minister as well. And um, I, I I started getting involved in my community. I, we, we moved to Wool Market um, when both of my children were basically babies. And my wife taught at Wool Market Elementary, which is, I think, the oldest school building in maybe Mississippi. Um, I'm not positive, but I think I think so. Um, and um, she so she taught out here for about 15 years, and we it's a it was a, it's a small close knit community. And so through that, I started getting involved in the PTA, coaching youth league sports, and then seeing the needs of other things in the community is what ultimately led me to run for office in 2017. So yeah, so you did you you ran for office, and I I think it's. I wish more people would run for office. I mean, it's, it'd be a, it'd be a better world if we had more competition, more vision, more experience, uh, and uh, it was great watching you sort of take that take that dive into politics. And you know, I tell you what, being on the city council is a great opportunity to really understand how the world works in a in a lo in a local community. I mean, that's about as ground level as you're going to get. It is, and. You know, when I ran, I was going to change the world um, overnight. And when you get in office, you find out that um, that there it doesn't work that way. The wheels of government turn really slow. And I'm the type of person that likes to get things done yesterday. And um, so so I've learned the last six and a half years. I've had the opportunity to learn a lot, um, you know, and and it, it puts thing in, things into perspective to me um, or for me. And I, I was the type of person before, if I, if I was in this position, I would do this and I would do that. But ultimately, uh, you, you, you learn that everything doesn't happen overnight in the political world. And 
and you you have to get in the trenches and you have to work hard to accomplish anything. Um, and um, but we we we're blessed to live in the city of Biloxi. I think it's a great place. I know you live in Biloxi as well, and you have a beautiful view where you live. Um, but um, we're we're truly blessed. And and I, I've said this many times. I believe that the Gulf Coast is a gem. And if you look at it and you say, man, we've got it going on, but I believe that the Gulf Coast has so much untapped potential. And um, I believe that the way that we, that we bring that potential to reality is by working together. And that's one of the things that I've tried to do, do from day one is to be somebody that worked with everyone, even if we don't always agree, um, work with everyone to try to accomplish the, the greatest things that we can for our community. Listen, I enjoy my conversations with Fofo Gillish. I mean, he's been on the show countless times. I've, he's, I mean, he was a friend long before he even ran for office. Um, he's a monomaniac on a mission. You know, he, he really defines what a lot of mayors are across coastal Mississippi. They found tremendous success in their lives. And they didn't have to be mayor, but, you know, they, they wanted to be mayor. They wanted to be able to give back. Fofo's having a good time. But the, but the fact is that, that Biloxi is really important to Mississippi. If you think about Mississippi, coastal Mississippi being an economic engine for Mississippi with, with Ingalls and Chevron on one side as a bookend and then, uh, and then Stennis with all the blue chip industries that are part of Stennis as a bookend on the other. And in between all that's happening, especially as it relates to uh, hospitality and tourism and all of those segments. Then you start to think about casinos and the gaming revenue and taxes that are being paid, state taxes and local stat taxes that are being paid by casinos. Then you start to really get your head around the, the role that Biloxi plays in helping keep uh, sort of the tourism income for the state healthy. Well, I mean, it's, it's I mean, not to short circuit Hancock County or or Gulfport with, with this terrific casino they have there, Rick Carter and Terry Green's Island View. But just think about what, what kind of revenue you're generating in Biloxi, billions of dollars. Um, when you sit on the city council, you, you see the smallest things in a community and like litter and garbage collection and those kinds of things that need to get done right. And then you also see the scope and scale of something like billions of dollars worth of gaming revenue. You really see the spectrum. Listen, uh, I didn't realize we were to the end of this segment, but when we get back on the other side, I'll give you an opportunity to sort of respond about this vast array of issues that you get a chance to say grace over as a councilman in Biloxi, and while at the same time sort of understanding the role that Biloxi plays to keep our state healthy, literally, it's gotten point. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Nathan Barrett. and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Citizens Bank Studio. Uh, I have my guest, Nathan Barrett, someone I've really enjoyed getting to know. Uh, Nathan and I have exchanged texts 
and um, and messengers on Facebook for quite a while, actually. He's someone who pays close attention to the show, and we'll uh, we'll chat about various topics along the way. And this is actually even I don't even you weren't actually when we started our little conversations, we, you weren't even on the city council at that time, Nathan. I don't believe. Yeah, I, I'm not sure when we when we started talking. I was elected in 2017, so um, yeah. I know that we've been having conversations for quite some time. Yeah, it, you, you were on. You were definitely on by them because we didn't start the show the 2020. But it's been great to get to know you better. And as I said, when we went to the break, as a councilman in Biloxi, you have the you have the most minute, minute local issues you might be involved in. But then you've got sort of this global uh, uh, representation that you have to say grace over. That I believe, I mean, really, if, if Biloxi's not doing well in the gaming arena, in the hospitality arena, then the state's not doing well. And you guys grasp that, don't you? Yes. And, you know, Biloxi is an economic engine. It's, it's amazing that the, the, the amount of people and the amount of money that comes through our city. And we, one of the things I like to tell people when I was elected, our very first, I was elected, went into office July 1st of 2017. And October 1st, you know, you have to have your budget in for your new fiscal year. So we immediately went into budget uh, talks and our first budget was around $54 million, 54 point something million dollars. And this year we approved a budget of $74 million. So in six years, we have had almost a 30% increase in, in revenue that's generated, you know, we're like a three, three, um, a three-legged stool. Our revenue is generated. Most cities have two main revenues, and that's going to be sales tax and ad valorem tax. But we have that gaming tax as that third leg, and um, it, it's just amazing the amount of money and the amount of um, growth that we've seen in the last six years, thirty percent. And and that's not typical of most municipalities with a fifty thousand, um, a fifty thousand. Uh, person residency. It's just um, population for a 50,000, uh, a city with a population of 50,000 people. That's not something that you normally see. And uh, it affects not just the Gulf Coast, but it affects the, the entire state. The Gulf Coast as a whole does. You know, uh, the, the Gulf Coast makes up about 15% of the population, and we generate over 35% of the revenue for the state of Mississippi. And so, um, as as the Gulf Coast goes, so goes Mississippi. Boy, how well I know, and I say it that, that way all the time. You know, as a resident of Biloxi, I can attest to the fact that just as a citizen, things run pretty smoothly. I mean, they, they just do. Uh, I've uh, Willie, Willie is, uh, I guess, waste management, right? Is that who you are contracts with, waste management? Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. So Willie, he drives a truck for waste management. He's, his family's from Greenville. And over the years, I've had the same guy for I can't tell you how long. And he comes he he comes through every uh, every Thursday. And if I see him, I'll go out and bring him a Gatorade. We bring you know I I give him a, a or Ann and I give him a Christmas present every year. He'll get out of his truck and shake my hand, and we talk about the Mississippi Delta and how how life is going. Man, we love Willie. I mean, he's just one of he's just such a great guy, wonderful representation. But you know the the. The garbage collection it comes through like it's supposed to, you know, and uh, and for, as far as the bigger stuff is concerned, you can set your clock to them as well. But you know, the basic services of a city, I mean, that's what makes the world go around. You got to make those things happen for the citizens, 
so they can they can worry about getting on with their lives. When they have to worry about those basics, then it just kind of messes them up. And and if something's not going right, you're the first to hear about it, aren't you? Yes, sir. And and that's that's one of the things I said. The quickest way that you can get unelected is by not keeping the roads cl- fixed, your di- and the ditches cleaned out and offer good public safety. And I think that that's the basics of of local public service. And as a local public servant, you're closer to the people than at any level. And so you you take the phone calls and you answer the emails and the Facebook messages and and the and the citizens at City Hall. Um, you know, when they're not happy, they show up and they let you know. And so staying on top of those things are very important. And um, you know, I believe that that if you take care of those things, everything else, everything else takes care of itself. But the basic things, um, you know, like you said, keeping the trash off the roads, keeping the roads um, the paved, the potholes fixed, the ditches cleaned out, things of that nature. And um, it, it's been a challenge, to be honest with you, the last few years because we have faced a, a problem with being able to fully staff our workforce. And I know it's not something that's exclusive to Biloxi. That's something that everybody's seeing. But in, in a city where we have such a large area, just the Ward 7 area, everything north of the river, basically, in the city of Biloxi makes up about 55% of the landmass and sit in Biloxi. And um, if you don't have enough staff, especially that area is more rural than the southern part of Biloxi, if you don't have enough staff to keep up the mowing and the ditches and the litter and stuff like that, it can it can um, catch up to you real quick. So it's been a challenge sort of juggling all that the last um, few, several years, especially since COVID with staffing issues, not being able to fully staff um, all of our departments. Hey, listen, I have uh, I've really enjoyed getting the no leadership in the fire department, leadership in the police department. Um, you know, what it takes to be a fireman or a policeman today, the, the standards are much higher than it used to be. And I can't imagine a young person becoming a policeman these days because they almost have to be a lawyer. And the, the, the process of hiring is much more rigorous and the training is incredibly rigorous. And we're, we're lucky to have good leadership in both the fire department and the police department. But, you know, it's like anything else, whether you run a business or a city, you got to pay attention to the details. You have to have, you have to have not only your your goals for for the year, but you have to have the goals over the next couple of years because things are constantly changing, and you have to be aware of what's changing, and you got to stay on top of that. And then on top of that, you have a, a city like Biloxi that's growing. I mean, if you look at downtown Gulf, downtown uh, Biloxi, the the you there's basically no uh, commercial real estate available in downtown uh, Biloxi now. You got so much exciting things happening. People are betting the ranch. They're spending tens of millions of dollars on Biloxi as we speak because they're committed and believe in the future of the city. And that's awesome to see, isn't it? Yes, it is. And and as you know, for many years, that downtown, that Howard Avenue area was basically vacant. And um, over just last the last several, four, four years or so, Howard Avenue, Avenue from Porter all the way to Main Street has just exploded. Um, and, and it started with just a few people investing. And Lee Young and his group came in and, 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 and bought the buildings there in the Vue Marche, which is now called the, um, the district. Or, uh, and, um, and then you, you had multiple people um, 
on Howard Avenue open up businesses, and it's just sort of been a domino effect. Dixie Newman opened uh, Jacked Up Coffee right next door. You had the Biloxi Bicycle Shop open up, and then it's just sort of from there, it's just all the way down that uh, five or six, eight blocks. Machado Patano came in and um, and and renovated the old Merkiston Hall building. And so it's just been a, a domino effect, really. And I think that it's going to continue to grow because, like you said, all the real estate has been bought up on that corridor. And so what's going to happen is just going to continue to spread. And that's from that center and continue to grow. And uh, it's a great thing to see the progress that, that's been made in that area of downtown Biloxi. You see uh, Jordan, Nico, the Nico Restaurant Group, and Ivan Spinner, and again, yes. many, many others. <laughs> it's really... It's really great to see. And it's something we pushed really hard after Hurricane Katrina. It took a while to everybody to start, start to get their heads around it. But this, the notion of mixed use, that you know, the more people that we could, we could have come live downtown and have it you know, live you know, peacefully with commercial development that's taking place, restaurants and bars or whatever, that you would bring life back to the city. And what's so interesting about that, so that's happening organically now with all the investment that's being that's happening. But then with the Boer Vodge and Hard Rock right there close by, people can walk and, and participate. And I mean, it just creates a vibrant feel to it. And you know what's interesting? I say this all the time, but each community of coastal Mississippi, whether we're talking about Waveland or Moss Point or Pascagoula or Bay St. Louis or Ocean Springs or Long Beach or Pascagoula, all of them, they each have their own unique sense of place. And what's happening in, in Biloxi is unique to Biloxi, and it's continuing to evolve, and uh, the vibrancy is, continues to, to get put on a, a, you know, grow exponentially. Um, and that's what makes, you know, these collection of communities, each, yeah. again, with their own sense of place, is what makes coast of Mississippi so amazing. I mean, and the other thing I love about it is that somebody who visits a restaurant in, Ocean, in uh, Bay St. Louis their urge to go to Ocean Springs or to Biloxi to experience that. That's great to see. The role that Biloxi's playing in that is significant. And it didn't play a significant role for a long period of time. We're beginning to see that happen now. Hey, why don't we do this, Nathan? I'll give you a chance to respond when we get on the other side. But we're visiting with Nathan Barrett. He's a newly elected supervisor, actually, for the Harrison County Board of Supervisors. And he's a current councilman on the for the city of Biloxi. We're just getting to know him better. We'll see you after this break. to more of the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. I have Councilman Nathan Barrett with me today, someone I've really enjoyed getting to know over the years and most recently elected to uh, District 5 uh, for the Board of Supervisors. Excited about that. I mean, good, good. Good leadership and, and new blood is good. I don't care what the situation is. It's always good to kind of go in different directions. And I'm excited about Nathan 
uh, joining the Harrison County Board of Supervisors. But before we went to break, we were just talking about this unique sense of place that Biloxi brings and how how it adds to sort of the the the, the incredible um, destination feel for coastal Mississippi. You were going to comment about that. Yeah, so Biloxi is a great place, and I know we focused a lot on Biloxi. Um, but I believe that all of the, the cities along our coast complement each other. And um, one of the great things about the coast is someone that's not from here, they really don't know when they leave one city and go, go to the next because the drivability is just, it's unique. It's a unique situation that most areas don't have. Cities are separated from each other. And so to have that, I believe it complements each other. And I, I, I celebrate when something good happens in Ocean Springs, and I celebrate when something good happens in Gulfport or Long Beach or Past Christian, and, and just moving along the coast because I don't think that when someone comes here and visits, sure, when you have somebody that comes in for a day, they stay in one city. But when you have somebody that comes here and visits for four or five days, um, I, I don't believe that they just stay in one city. I believe that they look and see what's available. And so the compliment that each one brings um, you know, Biloxi, we have a lot of family entertainment and casinos, but Ocean Springs and Bay St. Louis has a feel that's unique to those cities, and um, people want to experience that. And so I believe that the compliment that each city brings uh, to the, the collective Gulf Coast is, is a very unique thing, and it, it just makes it attractive um, to, to, to visitors and, and as well as the locals, you know, I, I, I live in Biloxi, but I don't stay in Biloxi. I go eat in Ocean Springs at the great restaurants. I go to Gulfport. And, and so I, I believe that the, the people who come and visit the Gulf Coast do the same things. And so whenever one of the cities do well, I believe that it, that it's great for all the cities that it's, um, you know, that it, it, it brings progress and, and growth to, to all of us here on the Gulf Coast. Listen, over 80% of the people who visit coastal Mississippi from other areas come here in their cars. So they don't see city lines. They don't see county lines. They're just trying to take it all in. And it's a, it's a, it's a really a, a, a great experience. Um, listen, um, what made you decide to run for supervisor? Well, um, <laughs> to be honest, I was perfectly happy where I was. And where I'm at uh, today is my last city council meeting as a, as a Biloxi city councilman at 1:30 today, um, and uh, I, I love the city of Biloxi. I love what I do, but I am, you know, I, I've I've served my most of my life. I've served, and whenever um, I, I started having people call me uh, the middle of 2022 and said, Nathan, we need we, we want you to run, and I'm like, I'm not interested, and the calls kept coming. And I said, I'm not interested. And um, the calls kept coming. And eventually I said, I'll look at it. And I started talking to people. And someone told me that, Nathan, if you really want to serve, you need to go where you're most needed. And, and, and so after praying and talking to my family and, and, and visiting with a lot of community leaders, I, I decided to, to, to jump in because I do want to do whatever I can to make where we live and work and as you say play um a, a better place for everybody you know i have two young children and i'm tired of seeing our our young people move to nashville and austin texas whenever they graduate college to go get jobs and so i believe working to help bring economic development not just economic development but quality economic development that that's attractive 
to young college graduates that make them want to come here instead of moving to, to Texas or to Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and, and that's one of the things I plan to, to really focus on as a, 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 on the board of supervisors. And one of the things that, that I think is unique about myself is I have great relationships with all the local leadership across, you know, um, all five mayors, um, in Harrison County, but also in the other, you know, I'm great friends with Kenny Holloway and Ocean Springs. And, and so working and, and going over into Hancock County, I have great friends over there. And then I'm connected on a state level as well. And so working to bring quality economic development to the Gulf Coast that, that can bring those high paying tech jobs and things like that here, I really want to focus on that. And, and you know, I'm a firm believer that, um, you you look for a way to make it happen instead of finding excuses for it not to happen. And uh, that's, you know, I just, after setting back, originally I wasn't going to run for this seat, uh, just being completely transparent, but looking at the impact that I could have, um, the positive impact after talking to multiple people, I decided that it was the best step. Well, listen, I'm excited about you coming into this position, and I'm not going to draw you because we're out of time, but um, you know, the, the pettiness and infighting that has too often sort of personified uh, the Board of Supervisors in Harrison County, I, I think a lot of that's going to be behind us, and we can move forward. we got some, we got two two new supervisors that are joining us. I, I, we need we got too much opportunity in front of us. we got to focus on those opportunities. we got to we got to do our homework and fight the good fights, but not fight the fights we don't need to be fighting. Silly. Um, and I look forward to following you in your new role. Congratulations on getting elected. All right. Well, I appreciate the opportunity today, and um, I hope that you have a great hunting trip this week. Thank you, man. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward. This has been Nathan Barrett. So have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.